To the first comics news podcast. Welcome back to the newest episode of the first comics news podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Suchek. I am senior editor of FirstComicsNews.com. I am Gabe Easley. I am a reviewer and podcaster for First Comics News. All right, we got a couple new comics to talk about this week. Uh, I know we haven't been as regular married. as clockwork yet. I got married. Gabe got into some sort of agreement with a female <laughs> about some cohabitational <laughs> situation and arrangements. With occasional intimacy written into the contract, so congratulations Thank on that. Thank you very much, but in, unfortunately it took a lot of time away from important things such as Star Wars, comic books, all of that, ballyhoo. But we are back, and God willing, on some sort of a schedule. We, we shall see, <laughs> we shall see. Uh, okay, what do you want to start off with? Well, hey, let's. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's start off with the newest Star Wars uh, miniseries. Lando. Just Lando. Just Lando. First name only. Yeah, well, he and I go way back. All right, so the Princess Leia miniseries ended uh, on schedule after five issues. So now Lando comes in with a five-issue miniseries telling a little bit of his past. Right. Now, I didn't uh, – did you finish up the Leia? I did. I, and, get, I get them all. And uh, were you happy with the – was it a satisfactory ending? It was – uh, tie-in well? Or at all? It wasn't as good as the other books, uh, but it was what it was, which was a look at how Princess Leia handles the loss of Alderaan and her feelings of guilt and responsibility for that issue. It was her fault. Along with her actually being a princess and what that entails when she's leading a rebellion. So, it's, I mean, it's not my kind of book, per se. I mean, if it wasn't Princess Leia, you know, if it was just a generic science fiction title... Not that right. interested, but I mean, it gave good backstory to you know her. The Star Wars universe lended a little bit of credence yeah. to that. I mean, Star Wars is an interesting movie series because of the way they don't deal with things. Uh, it's you know, just Darth, they call her princess, and then that's the end. Of it. That's the end of it. They blow up the planet. It's never really referenced again. Right. You know, Darth Vader at the end gets blasted. He's gone. You know, they don't ever say how he got back. You know, they never say you know any sort of. You know, oh, Darth, you killed my father type of stuff. <laughs> right. You know, uh, my Uncle Ben, actually, or not Uncle Ben, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I've never seen the movies before. Uh, you know, big things get thrown out there, and then nobody ever talks. Nobody ever says anything. True. You know, but, uh, you know, it, it's good. It, it tied in nicely. I'm glad it was a miniseries. You know, it told a very specific story about a very specific thing they wanted to clarify. Now, again, this is all grand scheme. They have story people. This is all plotted out. Oh, so you for, have to. So, but for whatever reason, something in the new movie, something in a book that's coming, they wanted to establish Princess Leia and how she dealt with the loss of Alderaan. Oh. So while it may not be great now, you know, that, the kind of impact, there may be a point in a year where we look back and say, You, you think there something you go. That, that is in that is going to be in maybe The Force Awakens? And we'll or like, our novel, our, our future comic. Or it could tie back into the sure. original Star Wars, uh, I mean, there's, the main series. Yeah, there's something definitely, they wanted this story out there. Okay. They wanted to show how she reacted, and without giving it away, she kind of sets up a new Alderanian society of refugees, and they... They're involved in the rebellion. Sure. So, but she, but she force unleashed. They, she could have a new Alderaan. You right. know, she, the people she saved. Is it really Alderaan without Jimmy Smith? Jimmy Smith lives on in our hearts. <laughs> all right. So, all right. That uh, that's a good primer on Leia, which I unfortunately did not read past issue one. It wasn't my cup of tea. We're gonna get to Lando. Lando, which is my cup of tea. Yes. So Lando is the classic uh, gentleman rogue. Gentleman rogue, but a story that is oh, just one scheme after another, like an Ocean's Eleven type of 
just from one, you don't never know when he's playing people and when he's not. Right. And he has his trusty sidekick, the most lethal security man Let in the galaxy. Let me tell you about this Lobot. guy. This dude. Or as Lando calls him, Lo. Lo. He calls him Lo and brother. Brother. They call each other brother. Yeah, they do. It's a little tight bond there. They've, they've really... And Lobot, uh, he likes to calculate the odds and tell Lando about them, much like another chrome-domed gentleman in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, they threw in a little bit of backstory about how he got his implants and why. Right. Um, he wanted to... Sit back in the rear with the gear at the Imperial right. Outpost. Point where to go. <laughs> yeah. um, but he finds himself in, on the ass end of the galaxy with Lando trying to trying to make uh, ends meet and to cover his gambling debts. Yes. Uh, what was it? Three scores? In, three, three different things going on in this issue? The initial one, then you, the double cross, and then you. the next thing, and then the big reveal at the end? Yep. That's correct. You've got the one. He's got the one. He's got the double cross. He's got the the new, you know, this will make a square deal. And then he lands straight into the biggest frying pan in Imperial space. Yeah, it was a nice reveal at the end. It was, yes. You know. Uh, I like that. Just kind of a, I mean, that's a good hook for the first issue. It really is. and But you know it's coming once you see... Uh, what's his name? The blue guy. Yes. Yeah, that kind of tipped it, but then you're like, oh, you're like, is maybe, it him? maybe. But uh, it was interesting because this takes place before the movies, or well, before Empire, anyway. Right. This Pro- is in yeah. between. Yeah, this is before he betrays. Yeah, this is after Han. Star Wars, before uh, Empire. But it begs the question of, really, where does this story go? Because obviously, in Empire, the Emperor is not mad at him anymore. Right, because they're letting him personal. run a city. Yes, and invaders, you know. So what happens in between that is going to be interesting to find out. And it makes you wonder if maybe Lando sells out this prime lord, or I'm sure he's going to sell out everyone except for Lobot. Yeah, Low, Low, Low is on Low is side. riding his coattails. Lando and Low. It's that. The buddy know. comedy you've been waiting for. That's it. Well, well, it uh, it certainly entices me. You have Lando uh, with a recently bedded woman on page one, and a incredibly good hook on the last page. So that's really what you want out yes. of a comic book. Any anytime you can make relations with a woman whose nickname is the Burning Moth, <laughs> you know you're, you're, you're doing things right. I don't know. What, what does that nickname really mean? The burning though? Moth. That sounds like something you want like, to avoid. Like a little ointment afterwards? <laughs> they don't really, like you said, in the Star Wars universe, they don't talk about these things. Yeah, but uh, evidently she's not a very nice moth. Nope, so you don't feel bad for her. But, uh, so you liked it? I, I did like it. Um, You're in it for the, the five issues? I'll, yeah, I will pick up, and, and I love Lando as a character anyway, so... I'll pick it up. So that brings you up to the base Star Wars, Darth Vader, and... Lando. Lando. And I did pick up uh, Kanan. Kanan. So I like that story, too. It's pre-New Hope. I like the... I kind of like the beginning of the Rebels creation. I love the cartoon, so... Fantastic Keep going with that. What, uh... You're all caught up on the Star Wars main title? I'm all caught up on the Star Wars main title now. I've, uh... Seen the uh, the FET the FET report? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, talk about that for a minute, since we haven't before the uh, the end of Star Wars and the way it ties in with Darth Vader issue six. Is, six. I believe they're both six. Yeah. So one, you just kind of see a little bit at the end of Star Wars with FET reporting. Mm-hmm. The guy's name Skywalker. Uh, we done here? Yep. We're done here. We're done. And he leaves, and then you see the gra- glass starting to crack. A la the end of Revenge of the Sith, where. Yeah. His rage is... His rage is uncontained. And then you get to Darth Vader issue 6, and you see the scene from like a different angle. It's longer. And you see more interaction with Fett, and then Fett leaves. And then Darth Vader flashes back to episode 3, where uh, the Emperor said, you know, Padme died. You killed her. Right. And he thought he killed, of course, by extension, his unborn children. Right. So now he knows... He's realized that the, the Emperor, Emperor lied to him. And about a very important thing. 
not only did he lie to him, but I think at a base level, Darth Vader may start to realize that the Emperor, in fact, killed Padme using the Force. So, which would be... Uh, the seeds of redemption. Yes. Yeah. So, that's uh, the great thing about these comic books, is they... You can tell they care immensely about the universe, the movies, the story, right. and what makes sense, and explaining things and fleshing things out that you always maybe wondered about. Right. So, I mean, Star Wars Episode Three. No spoilers here, but you know, Obi Wan beats up uh, Guess Anakin what? pretty bad. Anakin loses, and the first thing when he regains consciousness is to ask how Padme is. Right. I mean, that's the kind of love, even after the burning. I mean, for all the faults, he of the defied movies, the tenets of the Jedi. You know, he that was that his love. concern, and then the Emperor is, like, oh, "You killed her. You killed her." In your now rage. the Emperor is on the other side of the galaxy. Padme's with Obi Wan, who the Emperor feels you know is all they're all being wiped out, but somehow he knows that she's dead. So, the, of course, comment, the, the thinking is that he used the Force to kind of push her towards the edge of death, to, you know, kind of slow down the hard enough so she, could, so she couldn't survive, which has led to the robot saying, we don't know why she's dying. She should be all right, but, but you know, we're running the test, and she is dying, and we don't know why. Yep. And then the Emperor is like, oh, by the oh, way, oh, oh. I know for a fact she's dead, and you <laughs> killed her. <laughs> <laughs> so... That type, I mean, that end of that Darth Vader where they're showing flashbacks and panels, and and uh, then the Emperor kind of misreads the scene of you know of the yeah. anger because he thinks Darth's just mad at being bitch slapped in front of other people. And it, and if we're gonna delve into that, let's delve into how great the Darth Vader series has been. When the introduction out, of the murder droids. The murder droids oh. are fantastic. The 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 hidden group of Jedi. That the Emperor has been raising. Yes. And when you read the comments that the Emperor is saying to Darth, not to Darth, but to the other to guy, the guy, where he's like, yeah. you know, oh, you know, uh, what was it, a calamari? Yeah. Oh, he's half robot now. You know, how useless is it when, you, <laughs> when you're more mechanical than, than, than flesh? Just digging into yeah. Darth Vader. He like, is. all these snide comments about these people. Oh, twins? Twins, oh, that means we get to kill two of them. <laughs> oh, didn't you have twins, Anakin? <laughs> That's right, you killed them. You know, and, and all these digs while Vader just has to stand there and yep. take it. Uh, I mean, it really shows how disappointed the Emperor is. That he had, he had the Chosen One, who was going to be more powerful than him and Yoda put together, and due to his... Uh, actions and, 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 and becoming his love mechanical. For Padme, and becoming mechanical he that he's. That was a weakness. This is like, uh, I don't know. It's I, like I, drafting your number one pick and then sending him to AAA almost immediately. <laughs> it's almost like drafting number one, the best overall pick and then the first time, you know, he goes out, he blows his fingers off in a fireworks accident. You know, it's <laughs> it's like, you fool! Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, we would have ruled, and now you're you're a tenth of what you could have been, and you're ruining all my plans, and it, you suck, and I hate you, and but I'm I stuck with you. I can't find anyone else. Yeah, but we killed all the rest of them, and now I'm stuck with you, and you're and it's it's bothering me. I've got to wonder if we're gonna see the emperor sending out, uh, you know, any like special inquisitors. Go, okay, find me someone else. A la Clone Wars when they go and they was like, Darth Maul's gone, now we need Darth, uh, what was his brother's name? Uh, Darth, uh, Darth Maul, it was Darth, Darth uh, Nasty? Yeah, Revengeous, Reva, uh, <laughs> Darth something, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, Darth, Lotus uh, or something, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tightly written. It very it much is. so. When, the Emperor's a I real love, douche. I love when they ask him about Geonosis. He goes, I have no strong feelings about Geonosis. But and it does. It's a nice flash, but it flashes back to Anakin. Oh, absolutely. And it's great that he keeps doing that. It keeps going back to Anakin. He keeps thinking of himself as Anakin, mm -hmm. not Darth Vader. And then, uh, you know, you had the cliffhanger with Han Solo's wife. And then they kind of yeah. they do the the fill kind of a fill in episode where Darth goes to Obi Wan's old place, mm -hmm. and the the beautiful picture of him outside the hut with the shadow on the hut 
on no, the, yeah. not the hut, hut, like Jabba the Hut, but the little surface dwelling, which was the movie poster they had for episode one, where Andy is standing there in the shadow cast, those are the shadow Let me Darth tell Vader. you what, man, Cassidy is on fire on these. That dude is drawing like a beast. The Boba Fett-Luke fight, spoiler, is a Luke-Boba Fett fight, yeah. is insane. If you look at it, He's got, he's going everywhere with this. He's got pop-outs, he's got, you know, he's breaking the barriers with heads. He's got that cool, like, worm's eye view of Fett and Luke going after each other. Mm -hmm. That two-paced front. It's um, incredible. It's incredible. I am a huge fan. I wasn't really ready to talk about Darth Vader, so I didn't make any notes. But the, the two killer droids love the reaction when they go into... Um, to Uncle, ben, uh, Uncle Owen's mm -hmm. residence, which, you know, they left and they buried it. But he's just like, oh, the horror of what happened here. All these droids just killed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it was just all the little things. They, they're hitting perfectly with the shadows and the, the throwbacks. It really is explaining why in Star Wars, Vader walks around doing the Moff's bidding. You know, release him, Vader. Do this. Yeah, fly here. Very much. Vader, you overestimate our chances. Go, 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 go. Clean the because, toilet or something. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of the Emperor's and, dog. And, and then it. in Empire, he's, he could kill people. Right, because. And get away with it because, because he has Emperor's that power. Like, uh, well, so is gone. This transition, though, is, it, it's explaining that, you know, and there were ramifications for Vader allowing this kid to destroy the, the Death Star. Yeah. And and the Emperor is just... And he's just, he's just beating the guy down. Which is funny because you know before that happened, even though he was a disappointment, he was still the favored son because he was leading... I mean, he he must have killed the most Jedi out of anyone. Not counting children. Yeah. Either. But he was the Sith hunter. Or he was the Jedi hunter. He was the guy. He, The Inquisitors probably didn't do the tenth of what he did. No. I mean, and by the time A New Hope comes around, they haven't found any Jedi for years. Right. I mean, you're, they're, they're gone. And the Inquisitors so, have been rolled into the they were probably all, or are they still... Oh, but, he probably... Yeah, they were probably all... You mean... Promoted? Promoted, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh... I mean, just, uh... I don't know. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll find out what happens to him by the end of Rebels, but Star Wars opens, and he's pretty much just being on bodyguard duty. Yep. You know, the Emperor's like, well, got no use for you. You're damaged goods, and there's no more Jedi. Now we're just in the maintenance phase. Yeah. All you have to do is don't let anybody destroy the Death Star. <laughs> I'll be back in two days. <laughs> don't let anything go wrong while I'm gone. It's like an 80s movie. <laughs> Kids, <Yeah. clears throat> here's the keys to the Death Star. Don't let anything happen. But uh, that that's fantastic. Kanan, you haven't read yet of uh, the Star Wars one, but all good stuff. Mm. All good stuff. Even, you know, the lesser thing like Princess Leia... Still giving backstory. Some, I mean, Kanan's solid, yeah. but a lot of it has to do with the backstory of what happens for Rebels. There's a new novel out called uh, Sith Lords mm -hmm. about Darth Vader and the Emperor. And that is all about uh, Hera, uh, the Twilight, oh, yep, yep. and Rebels. Her father on Ryloth. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. Ryloth. Ryloth. Leading the rebellion initially. And coming uh. up with a plan to actually assassinate Darth Vader and uh, the Emperor. And, I mean, she's only mentioned casually, like, you know, why I'm doing this for my daughter so that they have a free Ryloth. But it's all tying in. You know, all these things are tying in with one another. And there's, there's threads in comics that are being in books, and it's it's very nice. Yeah, it's, I'm loving, I'm loving the, the Disney takeover. A yeah. lot of people were like, oh, no, I welcome our Disney overlords. I remember where I was when I heard the news. This is like like a uh, you know nine eleven type of right. You know, I was I got up. I was working at a at the airport, so I got up at three in the morning. Went out. I was taking a poop, and I, I, I was checking. I was checking the news, and there was a, a blurb that came out. Because when you get up at three in the morning, you gotta poop because it just like it's, it messes with your body. So there's a little news thing. Disney buys Lucasfilm. You know they have all the properties. And I'm like, huh. That's interesting. And the very last line, like the, the whole thing is just like, you know, they're going to integrate it in theme parks, this or that. The very last line was, and Disney also announced new movies starting in 2016 or 2015 or whatever. Uh, it was like, it was like <laughs> what? that last line 
should have been, been first. First in the headline. And uh, I mean, it was just getting so. It's getting close now. Starting to get excited. Starting to keep my eye out for IMAX opening night tickets. You know, because yeah. I want to have my seat there. I'm ready to ready, ready to, to sell your children's. Uh, I've already got time organs. in, so I can go and see it over and over again. Perfect. Um, so you're gonna stay in line. And then I'll just mosey in last minute. I am buying IMAX tickets that are assigned seats. Because oh. I want to know when I show up 10 minutes before the movie that I have those seats. Those seats. Yes. And who you're sitting next to. Because I plan on leaving and going back into the next one. And I don't <laughs> want to be stuck in the corner. I want my seats where I, I will be. But uh, San Diego Comic-Con is starting a preview night in a few hours. Um, Friday, is uh, they have the Star Wars Force Awakens uh panel mm. so we may get a new trailer dropping on friday nice oh. i don't know how they could top the last oh. two but i will maybe they'll maybe leia and luke will actually make an appearance mm. maybe they tricked us and they did get billy d billy d back <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean we'll, we'll find out shortly uh but yeah star wars man rock and roll grab grab D- lando one Grab the Darth series. Grab the, the uh, main series. If you like politics and and you're a completionist, then get the Leia series. Now, now you're a grown man with no kids. So let me ask you this. Did you watch uh, Droid's Tales, a Star Wars Lego saga? First ep- episode on Disney. You know that I did not. Okay. It, you have to check that out. All right. Uh, <laughs> Funny stuff. It, it takes starts off right at the celebration of Endor, and the next day they're picking up, and everyone's hungover and stuff. <laughs> and uh, C three PO, like Luke is like, "Oh, C three PO, you know, you know, my father was Darth Vader," and Han's like, "What?" And it, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And uh, C three PO is like, "Vader was Anakin Skywalker." We know Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> and Luke's like, "Well, tell us a tale," and. He's, he's like, well, I don't, I, my memory's wiped. And R2 has like a little disc thing. And he's like, oh, he plugs it in. He's like, I have my memories back. Let me tell you what, R2. So let me tell you a tale about your father, Luke. Well, it all begins with trade politics and trade disputes. And then like the whole cast like falls asleep. <laughs> and they're like, we don't care about that. Give, give us the action. So there's a lot of little digs into that. Uh, Jabba gets killed, I think, three times. Oh, that's He gets, great. like, ejected out of the spaceship. He gets <laughs> thrown into the desert. Uh, and he, he runs by at one point. He's, like, dying. He's, like, floating off into space. He's like, I thought I was supposed to be the star of this movie. <laughs> you know? So yeah, very, very funny. Very, very enjoyable. All right. Well, I'm sold. All right. So this isn't the Star Wars comic podcast, so let's go on to some other action news here. We got a... I don't know why I said action news. Like, like <laughs> we got cost. drama. There's a car action. on fire on Route 8. Uh, Long Distance uh, was from Image. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by, uh, let's see, who is this? By uh, Tom, Thom? T-H-O-M is his name. I believe name. it's Tom. Oh, is it it's, Tom? Yes. Such it's an some, exotic some name. Some people leave the H in. Thom? Thom. You know, funny story mentioning Thom and Tom. Because I've never seen Tom written with a T-H. Oh, unless what, you just dropped the A-S. I don't know, whatever. Hip kids. So I'm at work, and my uh, I was in with the, the chief of police, and we were writing a report. And he's like, all right, I need your name. How do you spell your name? And I'm like, well, S is E. He's like, no, no, your first name. It's like Matthew. He's like, Matthew, how do you spell that? I was like, classic spelling. He's like, M-A-T-E-A-U. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> German spelling. Yeah, I was like, I never, I've never seen anyone spell my spell Matthew <laughs> like that. And he's like, oh, well, how do you spell it? And I was like, M A T T H E W. He's like, oh, oh, I don't know what's going on in this world anymore <laughs> when, when people spell Matthew like that. But uh, so Tom Zoller writes and uh, writes and draws it, and pretty much what it is, I don't know what the hell it is. How would you describe it? Um, it's. Well, whenever I read a comic that's that kind of sugar-coated, I always expect the shoe to drop at the end. You know? Like, it was a really saccharine story, a love kind of connection story, and I thought, shit, one of these people are going to die at the end. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, did you read the first issue? No, I did not. You, no. you jumped in. So I what it's about, it's a, a guy named Carter who works in Columbus, Ohio, a girl named Lee who works in Chicago. She's a scientist. He's a graphic designer of some sort. And there's a snow blizzard, a snow blizzard, a blizzard, snow blizzard. in uh, Chicago while he's out on business. They bump into each other. They start talking. Turns out, you know, the flight's canceled till the next day. So they spend all night in the coffee shop at the airport. They got yeah. a romance going. Uh, and then this issue just kind of picks it up. They're starting to establish a lot of He goes to see her in Chicago, and and apparently Chicago deep dish pizza is the greatest thing ever, and which it isn't. New York style pizza. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, they they go around and they kind of uh, the romance builds. He's a perfect gentleman. He goes back, um, and she goes to see him. Then he's got to work or something yeah, like the, that. Yeah, something happens at work, and he winds up having to work most of the, the weekend. Long story short, they get down to business, and that's where it ends. Yeah, they oversleep again. They yeah. have to rush out. Um, you know what? I Sometimes I like these kind of comics because uh, a lot of times you got you got a lot of tights and lasers going on. Sometimes it's nice to just reset but I, as someone who has been in a, a long-distance relationship um, and married to her. Talking about Gina? Gina. Yes, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the other one. The other one. Oh, sh- are we recording this? Yeah. We'll edit this out. Um, it, they, it was... I might not be the target audience. All right. So he's not a fan. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. I mean, I, you're not looking at my kid's artwork and, and trying to be gentle here. You, if you didn't like it, you know. I, okay. Fine. How did you feel about I, it? I, I enjoyed it. Like you said, change of pace. I actually looked at it more of a, uh, almost like a Tarantino romance. Like, it's all about the pacing of the talking. It's all talking. It is. It's talking and the verbiage and the interplay of the words and the, the flow of the words. Uh I mean, I read, I read the first issue, I liked it, I read the second one, and I mean, I got through it, I wasn't bored at all, and there was a ton of reading. It's a lot I mean, of it's reading. pretty much, it's you almost, it's, it's weird, it's almost like a, a little short story, but needs to have the graphics so you can see their facial behaviors and such. There's very little drama or progression, it's just like the beginning of Reservoir Dogs almost, where the, they're just talking. You know what, yeah, like. And they throw in things like, oh, deep dish pizza, and you know, they, the first, they have an argument about that, and then they get back on. The first part of it, I was reading it, and I was like, okay, let's see where he's going. This is dialogue, is back and forth, it's well written. And then he left and went back, and there were like eight pages of them talking to their friends about the date. And all, and I was just like TLDR, and I just skipped all of that and went straight to <laughs> her visiting him, because it was a lot of just what well, what happened? What was it like? Oh, we ate deep dish pizza. Right. Oh, we ate deep dish pizza. Yeah, it's it's definitely different. Uh, very unimagey. I always think it's I, IDW when I read it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't see image doing something like this, but uh. Uh, the first issue begins actually with him in an airport, and uh, these guy, two people are going on vacation or something, and he's like, "Oh, don't go to this food court because this is gonna be mobbed. You'll be there for an hour. Go down two terminals, and that one is nobody there at this time of day because they're between flights." And they're like, "How do you know all this?" And he's like, "Oh, I used to be in a long distance relationship." And the girl, so the guy goes to get food, and the girl's like, "Oh, you know what happened?" He's like, uh, "You know, I'm, I'm all right." And she's like, "Well, what happened?" And he's like, "Well, uh, if you have a minute, I'll tell you the story." And then the, he starts with a snowstorm. All right. So, so I was. So they right. kind of did the ending first. I was right we, though. It, eventually, this guy's going to get mud stomped. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'll give it another shot then. Yeah. I mean, they're going to wind up together, obviously. Because together. What, what he actually says is, "I'm not in the long-term relationship anymore." Oh, of course. Which means he moved to Chicago. Yeah. I mean, this would be a great like six-issue miniseries if at the end, they did. that's it. <laughs> Rocks fall, everyone dies. That's it. And I never saw her again. <laughs> the end. Thank you for your fourteen dollars. <laughs> oh. All right, so that's long distance. Something different, change of pace. Uh, we got also on the opposite spectrum at Image as well is Airboy issue two by James oh. Robinson and Greg Hinkle, which is causing a minor. Who's uh, ready for full frontal male nudity? 
first in their page, comics. Right? Was that first page? First or second? second no, page. I, 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 I'm looking at it, I'm going, what to do? All of a sudden, oh, Wiggling Dong. Wiggling Dong. What have I signed on for? Yes. That now, guy, he lit his airboy out. Now, this was, wow. I mean, I didn't read the first issue. I don't know how I I flipped it. through it. I flipped through the yeah, first issue. And it's a ton of exposition about how much these two hate working for their current employers who would be DC Comics. Right. So these the two, the two the two creators James and Greg actually play them the characters broken, in the book, yeah. They've broken the fourth wall kind right. of. Right. They're doing drugs, they're, they're doing all this stuff. Now Greg, no, James Robinson I believe has has gone on and said, you know, this is kind of autobiography. You know, this is what happened me when I was younger. Now this is, it's you need I, to understand this, through. because that means that this dude got his married friend into a three-way in issue number one. Oh, okay. Yeah, he and Greg get a little, it's a very graphic, Oh, he's What's he's it? coming in from the behind and, and Greg's kind of covered, so there's probably some ball slapping. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, that's issue one. All right. So, and you think, I couldn't be more shocked. Let's talk about issue number two. Right. So, in a nutshell, they... they... Now, Airboy was a Golden Age character. Mm -hmm. Airboy is not something they created for this story. Like, you know, Muscle Man. I remember when when you used to order comics from New England Comics, they'd throw in a couple of freebies here and there. And they threw in an Airboy number one. That was from Eclipse Comics. Yeah. And they brought uh, back... Uh, Airboy for quite a while uh, in the early 80s. Uh, so when I saw Airboy, I was like, oh, oh interesting. Some, some Nazi punch. And then it was this biographical thing where they do so many drugs and so many bad things that they think they're hallucinating Airboy. And right, they, he doesn't show up until the last page of the first issue. And they actually refer to him as, you know, Airboy, the comic book character. Yes. You know, it's uh, very strange, almost like... Uh, there was another comic image published a while ago, a year or two ago, where uh, it was about a comic book creator who is very depressed, and his through his mind, I, the, his character actually comes into the world, and everyone thinks it's like a cosplayer. And okay. It, it's like this weird thing, and then he like he falls in love with the guy's girlfriend, and it, it's it's a big mess, but it's almost like that kind of. I don't know. They pull Airboy into their world. They explain to him how his copyright was lapsed, so yep. they were able to get him for free. Um, and Airboy does not like the world. It's you know, it's it's typical man out of time thing. He doesn't. Yeah. The world is Captain dirty. America he fought. The he fought yeah, he fought. He fought the Nazis. And he doesn't like what we've done with the world right. that he saved. And they take him as a, I don't know, a joke or just where they usually go. They go to a, a, a call it a tranny bar? Yeah, well, I'm sure people will be offended by that. A tranny bar? Let's call uh, it a tranny establishment. A tranny establishment. And there, uh, who is it? James does some blow? James does some blow. Does he some... says, I've got to go to the bathroom and do some coke. So he goes to the bathroom, does the coke, winds up getting a BJ. Yes, and you and and this isn't this is a comic, so this is fully drawn. Yeah. Drawn by Greg, I there, assume. There's really no debate no. about what's going it's, on in that panel. Yep, he is explaining how he likes it and you know Nope. Too much teeth. Yep. Response. Too much teeth. Yeah, there you go. Then he hears uh, an erstwhile young man in the stall next to him, thanking someone profusely, and then we get the spread shot of Airboy getting himself a, a beach alongside... Uh, in the stall next to him. The writer. Yeah, he hears him saying, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, oh thank you. So now what they're saying, Greg is constantly saying, this is a figment of your imagination, this is your inner voice making up that Airboy was right next to you yeah. while you had this happen. Yeah, he's actually he's saying that... That Airboy's a fragment of our imagination. And then he's like, but he was getting a BJ. He's like, well, right. you imagine that too. You imagine the whole thing. The whole that thing. wasn't happening. The stall was empty. You're going all fight club here. You're <laughs> <laughs> imagining. Right. I, when I saw it, when you see Airboy, it's like if you picked up 
a Captain America title and you know in my the head, red skull was getting blown <laughs> you might put it back I don't in, know. in my mind I have no doubt that if they could have got away with it being Captain America absolutely would have. they in their heads they probably think Replace all instances of airborne with Captain America because that's the kind of crap we're, we're, we're punishing him with. But yeah. Airboy's public domain now. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Airboy freaks out when he realizes that it was a guy. Yep. Uh, and then he, he gets all angry and he actually pulls them into a World War II. Right. So it ends with them having to deal with yeah. Somewhere, mechanical yeah. Nazi robot Crazy. things. Crazy so, stuff. The one thing I want to say about this is that it feels heavily. It's. I would like to see where it goes. I'm happy that it's only a four issue thing, but I I am interested enough to see where it goes. They've had debauchery in the first two issues. I'm wondering if they are fans of. Oh. Who's my guy? Who's the guy who had the hooker give Superman a blowjob? Not Grandma. Uh, the guy who did Transmetropolitan. How, who... how can you give Superman a blowjob? He's invulnerable. He can fly in the sun. He wouldn't feel the mouth of the saliva. Well, right? She wouldn't be able to get enough friction to actually do anything. She was some kind anything. of super hooker. Oh, super hooker. Well, I should say that. <laughs> she had a kryptonite. Yeah, let's... So, <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I don't even remember the name of it, but... Anyone listening to this knows who I'm talking about. The guy who you you always say you know the ultra violence of of uh, I'm losing all names now. Anyway, he's hmm. he's he's controversial for the sake of being controversial, and then he pats himself on the back and goes, "Oh, Mark you Miller, Mark Miller, <laughs> you old genius." <laughs> Why did you say that? Yes. <laughs> You old genius, DJ! Oh, give me another award. I feel like they might be a fan, or do you think it's they're trying to? Because I don't think they're trying to necessarily punish Airboy for the '40s mentality of you know this is the golden world that I'm fighting for, because the writer himself uses the very um, un PC word tranny like five, six times. Yeah. They're they're genuinely not interested in this being like a you know, recriminations on that. I think maybe they're trying to explore how we've shit up the world. I don't know. Well I don't know. I mean I I mean, well, Glad is all up in arms about it, which is interesting because they actually gave him a award two years ago for writing quality gay characters. And but James is, it's interesting because, you know, and James is like, listen, it's just it's just characters. This this is a story that's going somewhere. It's almost like people. But they wanted to put Airboy in the most out of world experience. Yeah, in I the would modern say that time, would be pretty much which something. is. Interesting, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that would make it probably him... wouldn't happen in 1944. No, or if it did, it would have been very hush hush. Yeah, right. Not, not to this extent. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's almost like it's it's are they being controversial just to create controversy? I mean, like I'm. Uh, I don't. I guess Greg is the artist. artist yeah. uh, maybe he's like. Because in issue one, there's a lot of dong too. So he's like, maybe he's like, Shh, I'm drawing this dong, got this three way going, I'm getting my writing partner is getting blown by this transvestite. Maybe that's where he's. I live a good life. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say even say in there how much they hated working for DC because it was just they would come up with a story, and some higher up would come in and say, no, this is terrible. Or, no, we're going to go a different direction. I like what you've done with this character. Now we're going to reset it. And oh, everything you did is gone. Yeah, I, I just... I think they're really, they really hated working for DC. Yes. He even says, I, I was doing what I always wanted to do and I was miserable. Which was 
working for a comic book, you know, the main two comic companies. Well, congratulations. Now you can do what you want and immediately apologize for it. Yeah. Oh, had, did he apologize oh, oh, for, absolutely. The, for the calling them yeah. trannies? I mean, he didn't really apologize for calling them trannies. He said, you know, kind of a, you know, I'm sorry if I offend anyone, though. It's a part of a story. It's, but it's something that I did. I love the great, the great support of art, unless I don't like it. And then I'm going yeah. to scream on the internet. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I read it. I didn't see anything really that bad about it. I just, I mean, I know I have enough gay friends who talk about, it's, it's weird because there's like a structure of order. So it's like, you know, the, you know. Straight people are like, well, the gay people, you know, marriage, I don't know about that. And then the gay people are like, well, wait until they see the trannies. You know, they're, they're even straight. You know, they got some weird stuff going on. But they'll, you know, this place is in Providence where it's like you'll walk in and it's like trannies. And you go to the bathroom and it's all glory hole. It, it just, it is. It you know, so maybe exists. because, you know, but this is like their bar. It's like right. the bar they always go to and yeah. they always get blowjobs and they, they don't care. And the only person who cares is the guy they pull from the past, who's like a characterist, not uh, a caricature of like the, the Steve Rogers. Yeah, he's very much like who, full blown. I mean, all right, I guess, all right. I mean, sir, I guess no tranny ever gave a blowjob in a bar. Yeah, that never happened. It's like it's, like, it's just a character, and they're going, and the it's they're assholes, and the world they're presenting is is, is debauchery and crazy and full of madness. Yeah, and. I have they're, they're 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 straight and they're assholes. Oh yeah, they're you know, they're crazy. Everyone's assholes crazy in this book, but everyone seems it's like well, that one thing about the trannies is really offensive. But it's like, but that's what happened. We went there. We got the blowjobs. We're just incorporating Airboy in to kind of be this weird conflict. Yeah. That would what would so outrage a guy who's so goody goody from the past. Who not only does he get a blowjob, but he got, gets it believing it's a woman, right? And then, and then, and then they they jokingly say, "Women don't know how to get blowjobs. <laughs> you want the best blowjobs? You gotta get a guy because the guy knows how it works." And then he's just like, "You guys are beyond redemption. I'm taking you to Nazi Germany." Right? I mean, it's a it's a issue too. There's a long story, and it's one of the few books that I don't know what the hell's going on or where it's going. I, yeah, I can't even predict but, what's going to happen next. Yeah. It's, it's going to be something else. I don't know. I still can't believe poor Airboy is going through this. Yeah. It, you know what? I kind of feel like they're making a point. Don't let your copyrights lapse. Yeah. There's nothing you can do <laughs> about this it. This will I mean, happen. Copyright expires so long after the creator's death. Um, so, very similar to Airboy, we have Archie issue one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to something that's more actually a little more debauchery. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, written by Mark Wade. Fiona Staples is the artist, the current hot girl from uh, Saga. Um, girl? It is a girl, right? Fiona Staples, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, you know who I always mess up is Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan? Yeah. yeah. Every time, I'm like, oh, how, how is she? Oh, wait, no. Oh. Yeah. Irene. Yeah. Or whatever. But the very highly publicized uh, relaunch of Archie. Uh, very modern uh, storytelling. Uh, now, admittedly, I have bookshelves of Archie comics, and I was an Archie subscriber. Uh, I love myself some Archie. But as a non-Archie fan, a man whose cynical gaze turns to such innocent fare <laughs> with, with, with a barely containable contempt for lack of penises on the first page and, and threesomes, I, I'd be curious to know what, what? a modern man of, like yourself thinks about a reboot gonna, of Archie. Uh, I don't think that everything Mark Wade touches turns to gold and i have suspicion that he went in there and said issue one riverdale lies in ruins <laughs> a lone survivor picks up the pieces his name is jughead. jughead and they probably said you can have them break up if you want to but that's it okay i'll work with you i liked it man i thought the art was good I thought the story was good. I think you any any great story has that unresolved relationship. So starting it out as they grew up together, they're best friends. You already know the entire backstory. There's decades of 
Archie and Betty. And if you don't story. know, they reprint the very first Archie comic from 1945. That's true. Where he's trying to impress Betty. And she moves to town as a little girl. 1941. So, so there you have it. You Everyone knows. It's Archie and Betty. Archie and Betty. What do you do? You break them up immediately. I like that. It resets everything. And I, you know what I also like? After I read this, I thought, man, I like that Jughead dude. And I went back and read a couple of old comics. And New Jughead actually has a purpose for what he does to mess up the plan. Yeah. And it's it's more something more like a friend would do rather than the couple of issues I read where he's just like, I got to mess this up so I can get a sandwich yeah. or something else. He seems like he's actually doing things, kind of underhanded stuff, to help his friend. Absolutely. It's uh this I read this and in my head now I, I think we're both big fans of musicals. I mean without a doubt. Like, once a month we watch Moulin Rouge. I like to come over and uh I have the I have the extended fiddlers on the roof. Fiddlers on the roof. Now have you ever seen Moulin Rouge? Yes, I have. Did you like it? Uh no. Alright, well, you're dead to me. Alright. I tried watching it with Jen, she couldn't stand it either. Her <laughs> big complaint was they were singing Nirvana. He's like, well, how can they sing Nirvana in, in this, France? Yeah. They put all that, those songs. Uh, it was uh, David Bowie. But, and, you, yeah. but this, I actually almost read set the music. This, to me, would have been an ideal Archie first TV show script. The pacing, the way he'll say something, and then in the background you see the girls talking, almost like Grease. And he's like, you know, You're right. And then I wanted to see her again. Did you hear that they broke up in the <laughs> locker room? And everyone thinks it's my fault. He must have cheated on her. Then they cut the bed and she's like, no, it's not his fault. You know, it just, we grew apart. And it cuts back and forth and the, the whispers and shit. And you put it to music and it's like, this would be a great man. First. I didn't think about that. I, I'm, I'm on another level, you're, man. That's gold. You know? you're, yeah, well, it's, you're on the Archie level. Yeah. But as, a, as someone who knows very little about it i think this is this is amazing i i really like the way they introduced a ton of the secondary cast too yeah. i like that there's the the coming of the the triangle the veronica oh yeah the large industries moving veronica looms she's looming uh they introduce uh reggie he's the greaser reggie you know who was always kind of the jerk to archie and you know kind of fighting for attention now he now he has a bedazzled cell phone dazzled cell phone the greaser looks still uh you know the brand new jacket uh i mean it's interesting that despite modern and being good reading the characters are still the character yes archie just you know he wants to play music and he wants to He's not dissing anyone. Betty's the good girl who's trying to, to do things. Jughead's the silent friend who, you know, they, they know they can bribe with food. The problem, you know, yeah. Reggie's the guy who's like, you know, forget Archie. Now you're free yeah, for now me. You're free. You know, and that's what he's done for years. But by having little short five-page stories that repeat, it, they became caricatures. Here they kind of pulled the essence, keep the essence, but make them fleshed out again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... Uh, Something that I something that I am kind of surprised with when I heard that they were gonna kind of modernize this is that Jughead still wears a crown. Yes, he still yep. rocks the Burger King crown. Yep, and Archie still has the Riverdale uh, letter jacket yeah. that you know nobody wears in this day and age. What sports does he play? He plays everything. Archie if you if, if you get Archie's sports spectacular. He's everywhere. He's on the football team with Moose. Yep. And uh, he's on the baseball team, although he's not very good. Yeah. And on occasionally basketball, where he's wow. warming the bench. Riverdale. Riverdale in the house. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think anyone who was a fan of Archie would read this and not be a fan. You know, they don't, yeah. they don't make it gritty. They don't throw away what makes the characters the characters. They just gave it more of a... A modern sensibility. I think if you're a fan of, of the Archieverse, I think you would. Now you you do, should like this. No, you're not a fan of Mark Wade. What's going on with you? No, Mark no, no. I, I, no. I Kingdom Come is. Yeah, and he did. Uh, the, he did the Fox. 
the fight he did the fox which i want to talk about i'm just saying not like he did also did the princess leia fight part two so i was just saying i didn't want to say i love everything about him now mark wade if you're listening i do respect you immensely very nice. He did a uh, fox sketch for me at last year. Did he really? Comic-Con. That's cool. He, he didn't want to, but I, I, <laughs> sometimes it pays to be six three. Did you, and, and, did and you say just insistent? Really, you don't want to draw that. You, you know, I've been a, been a fox fan for years. You, you do know that I can stand here for the rest of the day <laughs> in front of you until you draw that. I can block this line. And uh, there was a preview for the new uh, Jughead comic coming October uh, by Chip Zdarsky and Erica Henderson. Chip Zdarsky. Most well known for sex criminals. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, these are. They're bringing in. The top flight independent. You hate to say independent in this day and age because, I mean, the image is not really that independent. Free agents. But great creative people. Yeah. People very. that, you know, you know the names and they have some uh, some weight behind them. Gravitas. Uh, so very excited for anything that they're doing with this. I mean, they have this. Uh, do you read Afterlife with Archie? No. Do you read uh, the, the Chilling Tales of Sabrina? I don't. I, you know, you know where I am. You brought me in here so that I could give you, uh, I could give you an outside perspective to Archie. Well, I will give you the comics before you leave, and yes. then next episode we can talk about the Fox, uh, Black Hood, good, uh, Afterlife with Archie, Sabrina, and uh, I'm good with that. God willing, we'll do it before issue two of Archie is out. We'll do that. I and I do like the the new Fox. I'll go on record Very right good. now Very before good. this ends. All right. And so we will discuss it. We'll wrap that up because you have some dice to roll. I've got to roll I have some, some ribs deep. Yes. So uh, hopefully we will be back uh, very soon with another podcast. Uh, thank you. I went on to the stats for the last episode, and it was downloaded, I think, just about 400 times. Wow. Which, and that wasn't all me. Which is really good considering that it's very sporadic. Thank God for subscriptions on iTunes. Yeah. So thank at least you they got for them. listening to us. Very, very good. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be back hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, very much so. All right. See you guys later. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News Podcast. Send show feedback to podcast at firstcomicsnews.com. Visit us on the web at firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic, movies, TV, and gaming news. Podcast is copyright Matthew Suchek, Patrick Rufo, and Richard Barber.